This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the Fightful Select 205 Live NXT, NXT UK recap show. I am Mr. Warren Hayes. And, and if you're looking at this and you're like, wow, a, a Fightful Select uh, podcast appearing right here on, on the main fightful.com channel. Matt, they must have messed up. They must have, they, they, they're probably not publishing at the right place. I shouldn't tell anyone about this. Yeah, I should keep this for myself because I'm getting paid content for free. Well, well, buddy, pal, got news for you. This is a free preview that we're offering the universe so that they can get a taste they being everyone in the universe, get a taste of the fantastic, outstanding content that you get as a Fightful Select member. Now, if you're not familiar with Fightful Select, maybe it's the first time you hear about it. Don't know how, but maybe it could be. You're over here on, maybe you hang out on Fightful.com. Maybe you're not quite aware of what it is. Fightful Select is the subscription service for Fightful.com, which offers you a ton extra content just for you people (laughs) just for all of you who want and can't get enough wrestling content we've got all of that over on fightful select you get i do this every week every wednesday 205 live nxt nxt uk you have sean rossap managing editor fightful he does the fightful report Every week, every Wednesday as well, we have Steven Jensen who does the Weekender Report covering all sorts of non-WWE programming, non-WWE news. We got retro pay-per-view reviews. We have Royal Rumble 1988, the first televised one. Some say it's the first ever. Some say it's the first televised. We'll just go with first televised here. And we have it right there. Dark commentary. You get you get some exclusive news or some uh, some previews to news. You get some sneak peeks. You get all sorts of great stuff at FightfulSelect.com, and it is the best way to support Fightful as well. You just head on over there, subscribe, and we're de- we've decided to to open up open up the uh, the valves here and let me flow into your homes via YouTube, folks, so that. Uh, in celebration, right, of NXT TakeOver Phoenix happening this weekend. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of things tonight. And we're going to start by talking about 205 Live. I'm so glad everyone. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people in the chat tonight. It's very active, very alive. I do mine live every week, by the way. So you can come on over, jump in, have a chat. It's always a good time. And we're going to start talking about 205 Live where we had Aiden English starting on commentary this evening. Uh, I thought he did a, an okay job. I mean, it, it, first time for a, 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 in commentary. I, you know, a rumor going around is that this is something that English wanted to do. I mean, it's not as if they had anything better for him to do. It's not as if uh, uh, there was something critical that he was being kept away of from. Might as well have him do that. Between you and me, between uh, instead of having 
Percy going, ooh, at every move. Oh! And then doing it again during the replays for the exact same move. I'm fine with having Aiden English hanging around with his deep baritone. I think, yeah, he's on to something. We'll see how it, how it evolves over the over the next few weeks. You know, I'm sh- I'm sure I'm sure Nigel will be able to guide him along. <laughs> we had uh, two matches on the card tonight. The first match was Grand Metalik versus Humberto Carrillo, who had his uh, debut match on 205 Live net last week, answering the Buddy Murphy Open Challenge. But commentary tells us that this is his first match as an official member of the 205 Live uh, roster. I guess last week he really was just a special guest. <laughs> um, but uh, so we had we basically have a, a luchador match and they shake hands to begin because sportsmanship between luchadors is important. There's a little back and forth with some arm locks, uh, some leapfrogging and dodging. It's a stalemate to start. There's even a, uh, there's even a hurricane run on Carillo and he, he just lands on his feet. Some nice athleticism to start. Stereo drop kicks. They're at a complete and utter stalemate. They even kip up at the same time. That's how in sync they are. That's how they are completely in sync. Uh, Carillo takes a Meta- um, Grand Metalik down with an arm drag, then a Lucha arm drag. He hits a corkscrew draw- dive over the top rope onto Metalik, who's on the outside. Suplexism covers him, but only gets two. Goes for a top rope moonsault, but Grand Metalik lifts the legs. Metalik comes back and he hits, well, what kind of looked like a, like a bulldog move. Vic called it a reverse sling blade. Ugh. I, I call shenanigans on that. Not quite sure that's what that was. Could be wrong. It, it, did, it didn't look like a reverse sling blade. If that, or if that's what a rim, what a reverse sling blade looks like, they 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 need to find another name for it. Middle League, uh hits a uh, drop kick off the uh, off of some rope walking covers Carillo, but only gets two. Then we go into a chin lock sequence because nothing says lucha libre like a good old chin lock spot. Um, we'll fast forward through this one. Uh, uh, we'll get to, towards the end. Metalik at some point hits a fantastic running head scissors onto Carillo, who is on the apron. He just flies, hits the, 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 the hits, the head scissors and flips both of them flip himself and Carillo off onto the floor. That was a nice move, pal. Then Metalik follows up with a really nice springboard senton and covers uh, Carillo, but only gets two. The end comes with a uh, comes with a drop kick, uh, missile drop kick by Carillo, followed by a headstand into an Arabian press for the win. So Carillo wins his first first match as an official member of the two hundred five Live crew. Um, this was, this was an okay match, but I've seen a, a bit of a, um, over the past couple of weeks found that there's been a, um, a trend that the opening matches that the only, uh, for the opening match matches, excuse me, to be 
somewhat slower than the usual 205 live pace. Um, and Carrillo is fine. Seems to me that his uh, the couple of appearances he had on NXT were a lot more electrifying than this. Showed a lot more, a um, lot more speed, lot more explosiveness. There was like again, there's nothing wrong with this match, but you expect like when you expect two guys, especially who wrestle very similar styles, kind of expect them to pull a lot of stuff out. But then let's not forget, you know, this happened on the exact same night as the two out of three falls match between. Andrade Cien Almas and Rey Mysterio. So, you know, maybe at some point, you know, you sort of, well, you know, you had Andrade and Mysterio do their thing. What are we going to do? Well, maybe we sh- maybe we just can't compete with that. So that could be something. Next, we have, uh, we're backstage and uh, Jake Maverick, he's, he's selling, basically, he's putting over Carrillo. Humberto Carrillo to Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher, who are standing next to him. Gulak is pouting through his great thick beard now. He's literally pouting. He's got his arms crossed. and He's not happy. Drake keeps saying that Carrillo is fantastic. He's great. Drew tries to intervene, but he's, he's just too mad, man. He walks off. Jack Gallagher just stands there and he's shaking his head in disappointment at Drake Maverick. Then Tony Nese walks back in and he wants a rematch against Noam Dar, who won't shut up, apparently, about beating him. We're going to get a rubber match for that. I'm okay with that. Give me more Tony Nese, man. Next, uh, Kalisto and uh, uh, Akira Tozawa cut promos regarding the fatal four-way that's coming up at the royal rumble which leads into our main event of the evening a triple thread between three uh, the three challengers for buddy murphy's uh cruiserweight title at royal rumble kalisto akira tozawa and hideo Itami, who cuts a promo at least aria davari cuts half of a promo with him for him Everyone gets in the ring. They hit. They, they do their entrances. They get in the ring. And then Buddy Murphy comes out. And he joins commentary, goes to sit around, and his presence would not be on commentary alone. His presence will be felt during the evening. The bell rings. Here we go. And then Tommy goes right after both guys, and he takes them both out, tosses Tazawa out uh, to the floor. It, uh, but uh, Kalisto fights back, hits a hurricane run and a dropkick on a Tommy springboard arm drag by Kalisto sends a Tommy to the outside. Then Tozawa hits a missile dropkick on uh, Kalisto that tosses him to the outside as well. Tozawa then hits the ropes and dives on Kalisto. You know, Akira Tozawa has one of the most missile like uh, Topi's uh, suicide dives that uh, that you could possibly imagine like he just goes really straight in he has no uh no respect for his head he just goes in head head first right um and the way that he just connects with Kalisto here he goes in full force and Kalisto hits commentary table hits his back into it but really hard 
It could not have felt good. Itami gets back in control over Tozawa, tries pinning him a couple of times, but Kalisto keeps getting out of the ring. Itami grounds Tozawa, elbows him repeatedly uh, to the back. Um, He goes after uh, Kalisto then, who's on the outside, and he gets a really big boot right in Kalisto's face uh, up up against the, the barricade. A nice, you know, one of these nice, nice Itami hard kicks. Tozawa fights back, hits a hurricane run on Itami. Back the drop driver by Hideo. Then Kalisto comes off the top rope. Tozawa counters with a drop kick as uh, as Kalisto flies off the ropes. That was nicely timed. Tozawa then runs the ropes, goes for a dive on Kalisto, but instead eats a clothesline by Itami. And what a clothesline. Tozawa just flipped inside out. All three guys start striking at each other in the middle of the ring. It ends up with Kalisto and Itami having some shenanigans on the uh, on the turnbuckle post. Tozawa joins in, and they're all up top. And that's where Buddy Murphy makes his presence felt. And he power bombs all three of those dudes off the top turnbuckle. It's no DQ, right? It's a triple threat. So everyone's free game here. But he goes after Itami, Kalisto, Tazawa. He's just beating the crap out of everyone. But then the baby faces, Kalisto and Tazawa, they double super kick the champ. Kalisto hits the Salina del Sol. Tazawa darts through the ropes to, and takes Murphy out. Kalisto follows up with a dive off uh, to the ring to Tazawa on the outside. And then eats another Hideo Itami boot. Tommy rolls Tozawa back into the ring. Falcon Arrow follows, covers, but only gets two. Tozawa fights back with a series of kicks. It's a high cross body press by Kalisto. He gets covered, but again, kicks out at two. Kalisto then, uh, there's some top rope events that happen, but it end, uh, uh, it all comes to a to a head when Kalisto goes for a top rope Rana, but Tazawa holds the rope, so Kalisto goes flying off. Tazawa goes for the top rope senton, but Kalisto rolls out of the way. Itami then runs in with a diving drop kick on Kalisto. Sakura knee strike ends it. And Hideo Itami wins the triple threat. You know, odd, peculiar match to have before your four-way at Royal Rumble. You know, I... One of the things that's always fun about 205 Live is that, you know, they always try to add stakes to it. You know, um, you know, the whole concept of, you know, having your matches and earning your position, earning your title shot against the champ. That's something that's very well ingrained through Drake Maverick's character. Kind of wonder what the what the point of this here was. Because, uh, you know, technically speaking, if you're a if you're a a real fighter. <laughs> no, that's that's not what I meant. If you're a if, if, if you're fighting, let's say in any other type of sport than pro wrestling, and you have a title match coming up in a week, you're not going to go have a fight. Uh, what like five days before the fight? Six days. That doesn't make sense. John in the chat says this match needed a bear hug or a great wrist lock hold. John, ban yourself. 
<laughs> that was 205 Live. So this is leading into, uh, this was basically the go-home show for the Royal Rumble for the uh, uh, the Cruiserweight, the four Fatal 4-Way match for the Cruiserweight title at Royal Rumble. That will be on the pre-show. Uh, if you're wondering what my prediction is, well, we talked about that last night on the uh, SmackDown Live uh, post-show that I was privileged enough to to join with uh, Sean and Alex. And um, my prediction still stays the same as yesterday. Buddy Murphy retains. I don't know what you guys think in the chat, but for sure, Buddy Murphy hangs on to the title, in my opinion. He's, uh, he's, he's not the chaser. He's the chasey. He's the final boss of 205 Live right now. Too early to take the title off of him. I don't. I honestly don't see anyone beating him for the title. I think Murphy is going to continue to solidify himself. He's going to beat three other guys. Continue to solidify himself as a serious, real threat. Cody in the chat even thinks that Buddy Murphy is going to be champ until at least WrestleMania 35. I concur. I really do agree. Let's move on to NXT. Where we start off the, the, the evening, the proceedings with the Velveteen Dream. Ooh, we haven't seen Dream in weeks. Aside from uh, some vignettes, some pack, video packages. We haven't seen him out here at all. The Dream has a microphone and he says, The Dream has a sparkle in his eye. He has a sparkle he has the sparkle of championship gold. And he you feel like he's getting ready to challenge Ricochet for the North American Championship. But that isn't going to happen because the Undisputed Era come out. More specifically, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Adam Cole has a microphone himself. Actually, both guys do. Adam Cole says, comes out and he says, Pump the brakes, Dream. Pump the brakes. Everyone knows 2019 will be the year of the Undisputed Era. Cole says that he and Fish will have gold soon and all of the of the Undisputed Era will have, uh, will have all the gold. This is what I'm doing with my arm tonight. I have all the gold. Look at that arm. <laughs> he can continue to dream. Uh, he can continue to, continue to dream, but this dream is coming to an end. Fish gets on the mic. He starts talking and Full Sail immediately go, goes after him with some shut up Bobby chants. Uh, he basically backs up everything that, uh, what, uh, that Cole said, though. You know, he says 2019 will be undisputed. Velveteen Dream responds by saying that he's ready to dispute this claim, talking to Bobby Fish. But if it's okay with Adam, oh, and... Bobby Fish takes exception to that, does not appreciate being gate, giving the impression that Adam Cole gatekeeps him. And he attacks the, there, there's some, there's some uh, exchanges that happen, but Velveteen, you know, smart guy, understands the concept of a two-on-one. Two on he slides out of the ring, but this sets up a match where later on in the evening, it would be, it will be the main event. We have a very 
very nice video package recapping Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair's journey up until this point here. That was really cool. Um, I'm going to talk about TakeOver a little later on. Give you my predictions. Next we have, oh, next we have Oni Lorgan and Danny Burch versus Marcel Bartel and Fabian Aikner. And when I saw this pop up, I said to myself, I said, you know what? This is going to be one. It's going to be one slappity slapper of a match, isn't it? And holy crap. Holy crap. This was a lot of fun. Bartel and Lorkin start off. Bartel hits him with a with the twin double chop, throat chop. Lorkin fights back with a chop of his own, and Bartel pushes him back into his corner. Aikner tags in. Bartel throws Lorkin into Aikner who hits him with a tilt-a-world backbreaker, covers Lorcan, but only gets two. Bartel and Aikner stomp on Orny. Oh, Orny. Orny. Stomp on Orny in the corner. He avoids, a, he avoids a ton of offense from both heels and tags Danny Birch in. Danny Birch. I mean, you know what? Either of these guys, but really, Danny Birch is such a phenomenal hot tag. Like, at this point, they... They worked a crazy pay, a pace of a match here because it was relatively short. And like the, we're, we're maybe like two minutes in. There shouldn't be a hot tag two minutes in. But Burge got the hot tag, and man, he was a he's the he was the definition of what a hot tag needs to look like. He he strikes hard at both heels, catches a leapfrogging Fabian Aikner by the leg, taking him down. A headbutt on Bartel. He catches Aikner in the in the corner. Enziguri's a missile drop kick. He kips up. Man, that was good. There's um he tags Oni back in. They go for their finisher, but Bartel breaks it up. Uh Aikner Lariat's the hell out of Oni Lorkin. Tosses Oni into Aikner who brain busters him. It looked cool, but you, there was an edit there. You could tell. There's a bit of an edit. But it still looked good. Um, there's a tope by Bartel onto Birch, who's on the outside. That was cool. Uh, Aikner with a springboard moonsault on Oni Lorcan. Covers him, but only gets two. And Nigel took the time to remind us that, well, commentary anyway, took the time to remind us that um, that uh, Fabian Aigner was in the original Cruiserweight Classic. He's put on the weight, but man, he can still do the high-flying stuff. That was cool. They get Lorcan up in an electric uh, chair position. Uh, Bartel goes on the, 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 uh, the top rope, flies off with a European uppercut. Oni falls to the floor, but Oni actually rolls through and gets Aigner into a single crab. Birch tries to come in, but Bartel nails him. Uh, and uh, Bartel knocks Oni down to break the submission. Then Lariat's Birch out of the ring. Oni then starts striking on Aigner, hit, hits a running European uppercut, then dives on Birch and Bartel on the outside. Aigner hits a running flying body press 
off the top rope or the top turnbuckle to everyone on the outside. That was nuts. But then Aikner misses with a springboard move that it allows Oni to roll him up. Bartel wants to, for the pin, Bartel wants to come in to break it up, but Birch is holding on to him. He can't make it. And Lorgan and Birch win. What a pace these guys ran. That was nuts. You know, Lorcan and Birch, quite frankly, um, this this is exactly the kind of pace that they work all of their matches. They're, you know, we always seem to forget these guys when we're talking about exciting tag teams to watch. They always deliver. And Bartell and Aikner is such a fantastic combination. They're two great, talented wrestlers. You put them together. They're working really well together. They're able to maintain these high cardio matches. That was a lot of fun. This was this match was the most fun match of the night on uh, on NXT right now. So that was cool. Next, we had another tag team match. This time it was Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai against Tana Brooks and Amber Nova. And it's uh, Shirai and Nova who who uh, who start the match. Crowd is crowd is hot for uh, for Shirai here. She hits a shotgun dropkick early on. Uh, the uh, faces uh, the baby faces double team uh, Nova. Uh, same with the uh, hits a single chop. Um, and, uh, Shirai, the, and then the team, the, the, they both like fall to the mat and, uh, they end up tripping Nova up. I'm not quite sure in this little sequence here, if those, that was exactly the double team offense that they, that, the, that Shirai and Sane wanted to pull off. It looked a little, it looked a little, a little off. Still effective, but it still looked a little off. Um, Sane hits the uh, sliding D in the corner on Nova. Brooks distracts as uh, Sane goes to the top row, probably looking for the insane elbow. And that allows Nova to near knee Kyrie in the face. Um, Sane fight, uh, fights back with an interceptor spear then. Shirai is in with some strikes of her own. Hesitation, basement, drop kick, 619 springboard double drop kick on both of the heels by Io Shirai. She hits a spine buster. Does an, uh, Sane does an assisted elbow drop and Shirai does an assisted moonsault covers. And that's that a nice, quick little, um, a, a nice, quick little, um, enhancement match for the faces here. Cut backstage after, after the match, they're having a quick interview. And Kyrie says, me and my best friend are going to take care of business together. And they hug. They side hug. They smile. They, they're, they're adorable. And then you have Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir arrive. And say, oh, aren't you too cute? You talk a little trash. I'm going to tell you one thing. Duke and Shafir, they need to work on their promos. That was a, it was a little awkward. Not bad, just a little awkward. You know, then 
here's another thing. I, I think it's a good idea for Sane and Shirai to work together like this because you can tell in the ring right now, Kyrie has completely adapted to uh, to working a style that uh, that will work, that will get her over with the North American crowd, right? Like she, uh, everything she does, her mannerisms, the way that she, uh, uh, the way that she takes the time to react to the audience. Whereas Shirai is, uh, she's not quite there yet. Doesn't, doesn't work the crowd in the same way. Doesn't create the same kind of a, uh, of connection. It's not bad, but you can, you can tell that Shirai doesn't have that, that confidence yet or that just the, just the nuances to help get her over with the uh, with the crowd. So I think this is good. I mean they are best friends in in real life to begin with, which is actually really good for both of them if they uh if they continue working together. Have some um have uh, have seen uh, get some perfection, right? Just uh just molder into something that um something that res- that that, that works better for the audiences in North America. We have our main event match, not the main event of the evening. We have Bobby Fish versus the Velveteen Dream. Bobby Fish starts by with some striking, but uh, Velveteen dodges a spinning kick by, uh, by Fish. Dream early on establishing the fact that he understands that he, this is a two-on-one situation. He's keeping an eye on Adam Cole, making sure that that, uh, that old Adam isn't uh, isn't up for some shenanigans. Um, Dream shoulder blocks. Um, not Dream. Sorry, uh, uh, Bobby Fish shoulder blocks Dream down. Uh, he gets uh, scooped up though for the uh, Dream Dra- Dream Valley Driver or the Dream Valley Bomb. They're calling it now. It seems to me it was the Dream Valley Driver. Is this new? Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but Fish, Fish is able to squirm out of it. Um, he dodges more kicks. Uh, springboard spinning elbow on Fish rolls out of the ring. There's some. Uh, there's a lot of evasion that happens. A lot of avoiding moves. Dream hits a springboard drop kick onto Bobby Fish on the apron. Who tumbles to the outside, and then Dream goes up uh, to the top turnbuckle post, flies off with a double axe handle right to the floor. Back in the ring, Dream starts clubbing him with some forearms to the back. Straight punches follow, but Fish gets Dream. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the outside and Dragon Screw leg whips him right into the barricade. And Fish goes to work on Dream's knee. He hits a slingshot senton on Dream, covers him, but only gets one. He chop blocks uh, Dream down, flips him over into a single leg crab, but Dream rolls over and kicks Bobby Fish off. Couple of big knees by Velveteen Dream. Drop kick off the turp turnbuckle covers him, but only gets two. Dream stri- strikes Fish down, kicks him in the leg some more. He runs the ropes, but Dream uh, he runs the ropes, but Dream hits a spine buster. He goes up. Uh, he go. He starts going up to the top rope for the uh, for the big elbow drop. The uh, purple rainmaker. Uh, he and. Bit of an odd spot here. I think something must, a little bit of mis- miscommunication because he hits the Purple Rainmaker, but Fish no-sells it and reverses it into a knee bar. Okay. Dream eventually goes to reach the ropes, but Adam Cole is there and he tugs on the, he tugs on the ropes to keep him away from Velveteen's hands, just, just away from the tips of his fingers. At first, the ref doesn't see it, but then eventually he does, and he starts shouting after Cole. Fish releases the hold, goes to argue with the with the ref and Adam Cole, but then he gets rolled up in, into a pinning position. He kicks out, but Dream picks him up for the death val the um the Dream Valley Bomb. Fish is tossed into Cole onto the outside. He gets back into the ring. Um, oh no, actually, that's it. He goes for the, the dream goes for the DVD, uh, for the death, uh, for the, the, the dream Valley bomb, but, um, but fish avoids it again. He gets tossed to the outside onto Adam Cole. There we go. We'll get there. Gets back in. He eats it. He eats the dream Valley bomb this time. And then the flying elbow, the purple rain, rainmaker connects again. And Velveteen gets the win. You know, I, I, after seeing this, you know, I would I would dig an Adam Cole Velveteen Dream feud. That would be fantastic. Just on the uh, the pure showmanship of it, the promos, that'd be fantastic. I don't know if this is something that we might uh, expect a little uh, a little past Phoenix take over Phoenix heading down the line a bit, but that would be really, really fun. Could, you know, it could also be uh, just uh, nothing. Could be just a one-off here. I think everyone is expecting to see Velveteen Dream at the Royal Rumble. What do you guys in chat think, guys and gals? That's what I'm thinking. I feel like it's a shoe in for that one. Because he, you know, Velveteen Dream isn't on the uh he isn't on the takeover phoenix card 
but he is in the um, in the uh, the Worlds Collide tournament, right? Seems to me. I don't think they'd have him come down just for just for that. I'm pretty pretty sure the dream is going to be there in the Royal Rumble. Next week we're getting the Forgotten Sons versus Street Profits because because we can't get enough of Sanity Junior, can we? And we're also getting the um, the uh, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai versus Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir match. These are all actually going to happen at uh, at Takeover Phoenix. They're going to be dark matches. Be broadcast next week on the uh, on NXT next week. NXT is going to be mostly a recap show. A couple of matches. So we'll see what happens. Main event segment for the end here. We have Ricochet coming out with the North American Championship. He takes umbrage to being super kicked by Johnny Gargano last week. He says 2019 Gargano is the same as 2018 Gargano, showing that he's a liar and deceitful, that he only cares about his miserable self. A very, very soft promo by Ricochet. That was um, very low-key. Lacked a little oomph-oomph. Can I say that again? It lacked a little oomph-oomph. But that's fine. It didn't last too long because Johnny Gargano's music hit. He comes out talking. He enters the ring. And as he's talking, tries to sucker punch Ricochet. They start brawling. But Ciampa comes in and he sucker punches Ricochet. And then we start getting DIY chants from the audience. Gargano and Ciampa are staring at each other. Not sure exactly what to make of the situation. So, but Gargano takes advantage of the situation, starts grounding, uh, starts some ground and pound on uh on Ricochet. As Ciampa up in the ring, because this was happening on the outside. Champa is up in the ring and he's he's applauding. He's very proud, very very proud of his of his Johnny. Um, and as this is happening, as uh, Champa is applauding, he doesn't realize that Alistair Black has hit the ring and he's coming after Tommaso. He starts beating him up, but then Johnny's done with with uh, with Ricochet. He sees that Ciampa's in trouble and he goes in after Black and he super kicks him. More DIY chance because of course there's more DIY chance. Ciampa pounds Black. Ricochet goes after Gargano, but he he knocks him down again. Gargano with the springboard DDT in the meanwhile and Ciampa hits Project Ciampa on Black. The baby faces are dead. Rest in peace, man. Gargano and Ciampa walk away from the ring. They go to the top of the ramp. They stare at each other in complete silence. And the thing they've been building to very, very slowly, Tommaso Ciampa extends a hand. Oh, yeah, and Cyborg. That's right, Cyborg. Meanwhile, 
people in the audience. Thank you, Cyborg, in the chat. In the meantime, people in full sale is chanting, hug it out. <laughs> oh. The audience wants this. Champa extends the hand and Johnny is sort of taken aback and he he's sort of, you feel like he's going in to, to shake his hand. People are digging it. They're chanting. And then Candace LeRae runs out to keep her husband from shaking Champa's hand, saying, you're not going to do this. And inadvertently, Candace LeRae becomes the biggest heel of the night. <laughs> because this is kind of what we all wanted at this point, right? Dark DIY. Dark it yourself, man. That would be so... It, well, I mean... We're starting the new year. Phoenix is, 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 is the, the the first takeover uh, of the year. Well, I really feel is going to set up a whole new slew of storylines because then we're going to start getting a feel as to who is going to be called up. I don't think there's going to be any immediate call ups. Not while they still haven't figured out what to do with uh, with Lacey Evans, with EC3, with he- heavy machinery started. Um, maybe. Maybe they might call up Alistair Black. They might call him up because they have a vacancy. We don't know what's going on with Lars Sullivan. Last we heard is exactly the same thing we heard, what, two weeks ago now. That he had he had an anxiety attack, a panic attack. It's been radio silence since. Um Triple H on the media call said that, you know, the situation is pretty much the same and they have to move forward. I mean, there's there's room for Aleister Black on main. He is main roster ready. He has been main roster ready for a while. So we'll see how this goes down, but like, I don't think there's going to be all the, that many call-ups. And if they're going to keep pushing the Ciampa Gargano storyline into this new chapter where they're friends again, but dastardly heels... I think they're going to be sticking around NXT for a while still. Mm. Quick predictions um, for NXT TakeOver Phoenix this weekend. Talked about it last night again on the SmackDown post show with uh, Alex and Sean. Sean and Alex. Depending on how you feel about it. Um, Let me pull up the... uh, Let me just pull this up here. Just to make sure I don't forget anything. Um... We have uh, Matt Riddle versus Cassius Sono. I mean, at this point, Matt Riddle is going to overcome. He's going to, they're they're going to have the competitive match. It's not going to be a squash. They're going to go even further than their match they did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, And these guys should work well together. Should be a, a good, a slobber knocker as one man, a wise man once said. This should be a lot of fun. Uh, It'll have time. It won't be just a a quick in and out here. But Riddle's going over. Uh, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano in what potentially will be the match of the night. This is going to be so good. Johnny Gargano, arguably the best worker in the entire company, not just NXT. Against Ricochet, who, you know, you, you let that guy cut loose. Oh, boy. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is one of these matches that I really don't care about the outcome because the match is going to be great. But I would dig it so much. 
if Johnny Gargano won the North American Championship and dark it yourself, dark DIY, whatever you want to call them, they have the gold, man. Ooh. Ooh. Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders. I don't see Kyle O'Reilly and Roger Strong dropping them again. I really don't. I think they're the gold standard. I think War Raiders don't have the, not that they're, they're fantastic. Just haven't had proper buildup. I honestly, I really think Kyle O'Reilly and Roger Strong hang on to the titles till the Dusty Classic. I really, really do. Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. I don't see Shayna dropping the title. Not yet. Anyway, let's give him a program. Let's, let's have another match between the two. Then give it to Bianca. I just do not see Shayna dropping it. If she does, if Shayna Baszler drops the title this weekend, they are pulling the trigger on the four horsewomen. You can be damn sure of that. Tommaso Ciampa versus Aleister Black. I really, my heart says Aleister Black because I am an Aleister Black fan. But my brain says Tommaso Ciampa, that is what makes the most sense. And I would love if Alistair, I'd love, I, I would love if all this entire roster of NXT right now, all the, 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 the entire card, all the players, women, dudes, I wish they all would stay in NXT and don't go risk it up on main. I really don't. But if there's one guy who's ready to go up, it's Alistair Black. And I think, I think there's an opening for him. Now that Lars Sullivan has, uh, is MIA. So that's that for NXT. Let's talk about NXT UK post. We're still in, we're still in takeover Blackpool hangover mode. Pete Dunn comes out. He has the champion chip. <laughs> 610 days. They were saying over 610 days. The right man won at Blackpool for sure. Basically, cuts a promo where he said that they made history at NXT uh, UK TakeOver Blackpool. Said the brand has changed a lot over the past two years, but one thing has remained since TakeOver Chicago in May 19, uh, May 19, May 2017. And he's still the champ, but that brings Gallus out. Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey, Wolfgang. Wolfgang, who is slowly, slowly becoming, slowly transforming into Michael P.S. Hayes. Coffey's pissed. Uh, You know, he says that, um, you know, he wants his rematch. He's taking his place at the front of the line. But the lights go out. Walter comes out. Walter. He hits the ring to some huge Walter chance. The Gallus boys are holding back Joe Coffey, who steps out of the ring. He steps out of the ring, but Wolfgang and Mark Coffey, they hit the ring to try to attack the, the Pete Dunn and Walter, but they get taken out. Dunn and Walter trade glares. He stares at Dunn's belt. And we have, uh, this is our next setup, guys and gals. And to be completely, completely frank, 
even though I'm Warren. Walter uh, is, uh, he's a credible guy to the, he's credible enough to end, uh, to end Dunn's historic championship streak. He really is. He's super credible enough to do it. Next, we have uh, Sid Scala, who's uh, backstage, and he's talking to, okay, he talks about, he actually mentions the World's Collide event this weekend. He says that uh, not only uh, is NXT UK going to be there, and they're going to be taping some NXT UK shows there as well, but he says, he says, I really want the NXT UK brand to go in there and perform, and I want them to show that we're the superior brand. And I'm like, wait a second why is NXT UK the only brand out of the three competing? It's, have you heard first and foremost about this? I think a lot of you, I, I don't know how, how, uh, if it's flying under everyone's radar or not, but during the access event at Royal Rumble we, uh, weekend, they're having a tournament where stars of superstars of 205 live NXT and NXT UK are basically having a tournament to determine brand superiority. <laughs> But, I mean, that technically, that's what it is. And the, the first, this is the first I've actually heard about it on any of those three competing brands. And it's Sid Scala, the assistant to Johnny Saint, who's like, well, you know, we really should win this because it'll show all them other brands that we, we Brits, we were not to be trifled with. You know... But it's really strange. Like, he makes a mention of it. No one else does. Gibson and Drake come in. Sid uh, then tries to talk to them, but uh, Zach Gibson, uh, Zach, Zach, Zach Gibson, uh, he shuts him down. He says, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, until we, you know, when we weren't champions, all you guys wanted to, who you want, you only wanted to talk to uh, Mustache Mountain. Now you want to talk to us. Well, it's going to be on our time, and we're talking next week. That's fine. When we come back to commentary, Nigel refers to Sid Scala as slimy squid Scala. <laughs> that got a chuckle out of me. I like that. Nina Samuels comes out and she's facing Lana Austin. You know, they put over the fact really hard. That, you know, Lana is a single mother of three children that she's pursuing her dream that everyone, uh, you know, the, that everyone cried when uh, she finally got the call, the opportunity to come to NXT UK, that her kids are so proud of her. Man, this is the exact same type of setup uh, that happened to Goose in Top Gun. They telegraphed this ending pretty hard. There's a lot of back and forth, well, a little back and forth, actually, to begin with. Austin hits a European uppercut and a basement dropkick on Samuels. Covers her only gets two. She charges Samuels into the car, the corner, but Samuels' boots are in the face. She tangles Austin up in the ropes, hits a dropkick to her back. Covers her only gets two. Samuels is crisp, man. She is so good. She's in control. She hip tosses her a snap mare. Covers Austin for two. She has, uh, Samuels has Austin in a stretch, but Austin hits a side Russian leg sweep to get out of it. She clotheslines Samuels down. 
Another running a European uppercut. And the rolling form gets Samuels down and gets covered for 2.7. <laughs> Samuel hits, uh, but the match comes to an end when Samuel hits her finisher, the prima donna, a fireman's carry into a neck breaker for the win. That was cool. I like me Sam, some uh, some Nina Samuels, man. Push her to the moon. She's such a, she's a, legitimate pro like she can go look fantastic here mushtas mountain are backstage with razzi who recently said that he uh that he uh razzi that he would not be uh, uh he would not be against uh wrestling that he's proud to be part of the nxt uk brand he's great you know happy to be a talent but you know he's not above the idea of hitting the ring and actually wrestling check out that report fightful.com they're disappointed. I'm, I'm just happy I made a really nice segue. Sue me. They, Mustache Mountain are disappointed that they're not, that they came up short, that they're not the first ever NXT UK tag team champions, but they're coming after the titles nonetheless. But then on the flip side, we see a smiling, happy Tony Storm who is smiling and happy to be the NXT UK champion, that she is going to do everything in her power to step it up. Eddie Dennis versus Jamie Ahmed. Dennis coming off his loss at NXT TakeOver, NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool against uh, Dave Mastiff in a snoozer of a DQ, no DQ match. That was not, that was, that was the kind of match that sucks the air out of the room. Um, But still, Eddie Dennis is a good worker. Charges right in with some huge forearms. Ahmed fights back, gets a hip toss. Both guys look for leverage, and Dennis, Dennis Lariats Ahmed down. He whips him into the corner hard. Hard. Dennis gets uh, Ahmed into a cravat, and Ahmed tries to roll out of it a couple of times, but Dennis just will not let go of the hold. He tosses Ahmed out of the ring. He elbows Ahmed to the floor, slams him. He goes, uh, he goes for the severed bridge, but Ahmed gets out of it, and he follows in with some punches. Nigel talking about his boxing background. A big kick as well follows. He goes up top, but Dennis hits him with a big, big boot. Goes, he climbs up the ropes, hits a stalling superplex, and the next stomp driver for the win, Eddie Dennis, curing, his, uh, curing himself from his loss. Good for him. We have next week, Mustache Mountain versus Aigner and Bartel. Ooh. I'm going to keep the hose nice and close for that one. That is going to be sick. It's going to be a fun one. Speaking of fun ones, woo! my boy, Jordan Devlin. Versus Travis Banks. This is a rematch of the match at TakeOver NXT Black NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. That did not happen. That We had instead uh, uh, Finn Balor come out. It was a good move. It was a good call to have Balor come out. I thought it was smart. Created a nice moment. Surprise. Crowd popped huge. It was a nice moment. But you know what? If we had got this match at 
at Blackpool as well. Nothing to be embarrassed about. This was fantastic. But of course it was fantastic. Jordan Devlin was involved. <laughs> and they go right after each other like this. You know, it, it, it's a fight. Yeah, Let's not forget Jordan Devlin injured Banks, attacked him before the match. Took out, took him out to took out his knee, which uh, prevented Banks from fighting, and that's why they had the Plan B with uh, Finn Balor. Sure, you you call Finn Balor in as a Plan B. You know stories, um, but they go right after each other. Devlin and Banks do with a lot of strikes. Banks kicks and clotheslines Devlin out of the ring. Hits a dive on Devlin. Devlin goes around the ring, and Banks hits another dive on Devlin. Devlin tries to flee over the barricade, and they are in the crowd. They are fighting in the crowd. Banks uh, kicks him right in the chest, sends the ace over the barricade. Flying body press off the barricade onto Devlin. Banks is on fire, and the crowd is hot for this. They are all in on this one. He charges Devlin, who dodges. To, uh, hoping that Banks will run into the steel steps, but Banks stops just before he hits them. But Devlin chop blocks him instead. Devlin tries to injure the knee again on the steps, uh, just uh, kind of like what he did at uh, at uh, TakeOver, but Banks fights back and hits a double stomp off the apron onto Devlin's back. Cool stuff. Throws him back into the ring. Devlin tries to tries to beg off. And instead starts eating some yes kicks followed by a super kick. Travis Banks goes to the top, goes to the turnbuckle, but Devlin is right behind him and hits a back backstabber off the turnbuckle, just pulling Banks off. Then Devlin starts striking, chokes, uh, chokes him on the top rope. He hits an across the shoulder backbreaker by uh, on Banks, covers him, only gets two. Hits the Uranagi, followed by the standing moonsault. Class, vintage Devlin covers Banks again, but only gets two. He um, he uh, gets uh, Banks' arm into a into a bar, but Banks fights out of it. He he gets thrown into the ropes. Um, he gets thrown into the ropes and eventually ends up in a bow and arrow. But Banks fights out of that. There's a series of counters that that happen. Both guys end up on the apron. Devlin shoves Banks into the post and follows with a Spanish fly off the apron to the floor. You got that right, my boy Devlin. He tries to keep Banks on the outside to win via 10 count. He actually, this was a nice little moment. He pushes Banks right into the barricade at nine. Uh, Devlin jumps right into the ring. And just before the, the referee hits 10, Banks dives in. Nice little moment of uh, so, some quick drama there. Banks battles back. He runs the ropes. And there is, and Devlin catches him in another Spanish fly. But Banks is such a house of fire. He just pops right up. No sells it. Like he's some guy in New Japan wrestling. Just pops right back up. And he grabs Devlin's wrist. He has the grip on Devlin. Devlin tries to break out of it. He punches it. He can't, but Banks is not letting go. He's intense. He's full of adrenaline. 
He starts getting some short arm punches in, short arm knee, but Devlin fights back with a headbutt. Both guys are tumbled down. He, uh, Devlin hits a, sh- a, a short arm backdrop driver on Devlin, covers him for 2.9. Gets a moonsault, but uh, Banks lifts the knees. Hesitation drop kick by Banks. Kiwi crusher, but Devlin kicks out at 2.9. Devlin gets the uh, Banks gets Devlin uh, standing back up. They are spent, and Devlin is out. He's out on his feet. He's dead weight, spaghetti legs. Banks gets him back up on his feet, goes for the slice of heaven. It misses because Devlin collapses out of fatigue. They both regain their senses. Devlin goes for the Ireland's call, but tumbles out to the floor with Banks on his shoulders. And we get a 10 count, double count out. And I am okay with this. Yes, these guys, both of these guys, I gush a lot on Jordan Devlin. And with reason but but i mean travis banks is a fantastic worker as well put both these guys together all the time all the time this was great and if they if they cut the match here they cut it short and 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 they're ready to give them a program have them fight each other again whoo whoo there's gonna be there's gonna there's gonna be a spanish fly party folks Spanish fly party. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up here. Why not? Well, because it's time. But I want to thank everyone who joined tonight on this free preview of uh, the Fightful Select NXT 205 Live NXT UK recap show. Do this every Wednesday over on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe. Head on over. FightfulSelect.com. It's your best. It is the best way to support Fightful Get all sorts of content, and you know we're getting more and more subscribers all the time. And here's the here's the thing, here's the big secret. And if we get more subscribers, we just create more content. Then on Fightful Select, that's all we want to do. We like to talk about wrestling. We like to go on about wrestling. We like to ch- exchange with you fine folks about wrestling. So the more we do it, the more people we get in here, the more we're, the more stuff we'll create for. Well, the more stuff we'll create, and that'll be fantastic. But thank you very much for coming over, watching the free preview tonight. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. It's at Mr. Warren Hayes or on my own YouTube channel as well, MrWarrenHayes.com. If you're not subscribed to Fightful, the Fightful YouTube channel, hit the button right here. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Those are also fantastic ways to support the good work at Fightful.com. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes, and I will see you next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.